Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi, Happy New Year. We're going to jump into the show here in just a second. But first, I want to talk to you about our Patreon page at BobSeskaShow.com. You might have noticed that most other podcasts only post about one show per week or even one show per month. But here, we record three free shows every week. Tuesday show, Wednesday show, Thursday show, in order to keep up with our chaotic politics. Actually, make it six shows a week if you include the After Party on Fridays and the Shadow Docket bonus shows on our Patreon page. And since we're not part of a cable news network or a fancy corporation, we completely rely on your support to keep producing upwards of six shows per week. And the best way to support the Bob Seska Show is, of course, to sign up for $5 a month at bobseska.com show.com that's pennies per show you get a ton of bonus content and it helps us keep up with the fire hose of news every day again that's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow and now let the cartoons begin happy new year to you the bob seska show bob seska happy new year happy new year <laughs> the bob seska show from our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, January 2, 2024, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Happy, happy, happy New Year. My name is Bob. How you doing? Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1077 of the Biden-Harris administration, 307 days into the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram. The Bob Seska is my handle. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. And sitting right over there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. Yes. Just on day one. Just one day, I promise. <laughs> What's oh, so the Happy New Year thing? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. No, they won't let me be dictator. <laughs> Just one day is all I all I wanted. Hi, <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Hi, Happy New Year, my friend. We've been away, so, you know, we need to clarify this. He's Bob. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Buzz, and we're still on the ballot in Nebraska and Utah. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, yeah, this is interesting and fun. Uh, Bob and I share the same New Year's resolution. Mm. More pickleball. Huh? So huh? happy about that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, a rough week uh, for Nikki Haley, I noticed. Uh, she she finally, finally admitted that the Civil War was about slavery. Idiot. What, what, what she won't admit is her campaign is about over. <laughs> Uh, Rudy Giuliani was ordered to pay, over the break, ordered to pay $148 million to the people he slandered in the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just as people were starting to worry about where he'd get the money, Rudy slowly began to reach into his pants. Oh, ew, ew. Ew, 
David. <laughs> uh, Spirit Airlines apologized over the holiday mm. for, for accidentally putting a six-year-old traveling alone onto the wrong flight. Oh, no. Spirit Airlines. Now, yeah. uh, the kid's family is who should be apologizing for putting the kid on the wrong airline. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, a Senate aide, I, this is a kind of an obscure story, but true. A Senate aide has been fired after posting video of himself having sex in a Senate hearing room. Hmm. See, this is not the kind of transparency we had in mind. <laughs> uh, and speaking of which, uh, Lauren Boebert. Hmm. Lauren Boebert was getting her ass kicked in her home county, her home district there in Colorado. So she pulled out of that race, and now she's running in a different district where she has a better chance of getting reelected. Mm -hmm. Also, darker theater. All right, kicking off a brand new year with Rocky Mountain Mike. Here we go. <laughs> Binders in the White House, ripped off by a douche, another blunder from the right. Orange man stumbles like he did there that one summer when he fired that their diplomat. And mother stuffed secrets into his hat. His supporters get more try to hang this by his shoulder as they storm the Capitol ground. With his very unpleasing sneezing, wheezing, grabbing documents all around. Cause they were blunders from the White House, ripped off by a douche, another blunder from the right. Blunders <laughs> in the White All right, a tour de force from Rocky Mountain Mike. Every production yeah. a masterpiece. And that's so intense. That's great. Yeah, Rocky MNTN Mike on Twitter. Also, you have to go and watch his uh, documentary about his trip to Iceland. Yes. That was spectacular. I was, Wasn't it? Yeah. I, I watched every second of it, yes. I was blown away by how well it was produced. I mean, it, he could do like a series of uh, like <laughs> documentaries for tourist bureaus. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's, uh, there's no limit to what this guy can do. Uh, yeah. He's constantly amazing. And you can find his video about Iceland and all of his uh, song parodies. Uh, just subscribe to his YouTube channel, yeah. Rocky Mountain Mike. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a great documentary. I had the good fortune of going to Iceland, and I know uh, he's planning on going back. So uh, we may see, maybe may seeing more of that. But every, every production he's a part of is uh, professionally... Uh, and what did you think of the the animated maps that showed the dotted lines of where he was traveling? Yeah, there was how, that. There how, was the, they, the drone footage was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, it was wonderful. It'd so be a beautiful impressive. show. Yeah, okay. So uh, we're just back from break, obviously. We were away for a couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about what we did during our vacation, during good, our Christmas good. vacation, during the Shadow Docket portion of the right. show. But, so but make mostly, sure, it yeah. was, mostly it was good for both of us, right? Uh, yeah, more or less. It's weird here. I mean, obviously, I'm still home <laughs> yeah, alone. Yeah. Kimberly yeah. has abandoned me. Well, yeah, I gotta, I'll, I'll, I gotta see, I'll have when, when we do that, I'll have questions for you. I want to clarify, and this is the one thing I am going to mention about our break. Kimberly and I are not breaking up. There was a lot of panic on social media, especially over on threads. Like, oh, my God, what's going on? Because Kimberly was posting how harrowing her life oh. has been over the past month. And people are like, oh, my God, what's going on with Bob and Kimberly? 
And I just want to be entirely clear. Our relationship is fine. Everything's great. No problems at all. Nothing whatsoever other than the fact that she's out uh, out of town helping her mom. And so that's yeah, the only and, thing. Uh, yeah. never, never mind the fact that you and I have been spending more time together. I wouldn't worry about that. All of those uh, naked Skype calls. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, that Binder uh, song from Rocky Mountain Mike, yeah. uh, obviously this is one of the stories that dropped during the break, that highly classified information yeah. in a binder related to Russian election interference. Hello! Went missing at the end of Trump's presidency, uh, raising all kinds of alarms with intelligence officials that some of the most closely guarded national security secrets from the United States and allies could be exposed. Or did it go into Mark Meadows' fireplace? Uh, yeah. You know, where where is the binder? It's a, where's binder? It's, instead of where's Waldo, it's where's binder? Ivana's <coughs> grave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of that, and I, you know, I can't say that's a bad theory. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to undermine the allegations of Russian election interference, right. this would be a great document to have. Because what you could do is make sure it disappears forever and ever. And, yeah. And and you know, we wouldn't think these things if he didn't already behave in the style of a mobster. Right. So uh, we're going to continue to cover that story as we learn uh, more information about all of that. And, and amazingly, there's still a question as to whether or not Donald Trump committed insurrection. <laughs> you know, everything that we know about what Donald Trump has been up to for years and years and years now, people are still like, well, he hasn't been convicted yet, so how can he be kicked off the ballot? Um, a, court, a court has ruled that he did engage in insurrection. And, exactly. he doesn't, and the Constitution says nothing about having to be convicted. So, yeah, we're going to talk about all of that okay, in the context I'm, of election 2024 here in just a I'll second. Be, I'll be ready for that. But, you know, I thought, uh, and this is actually your suggestion. We talked about uh, what we may uh, discuss on today's show uh, prior to the show, as we sometimes do. We, you know, there is planning that goes into this podcast. It may not yeah, seem little, like it. It's but, loose. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing we talked about before the show is, God, we got to start out ballyhooing the economy. We got to start out ballyhooing Bidenomics because we're starting to see the consequences of this. And I think a lot of the polls, for example, which we're not going to talk about the polls necessarily, but I think the polls and I think a lot of the punditry on cable news is uh, going to be, I don't know what you would call it, anachronistic. I guess that may be a way to put it, because the economy is vastly improving and has been improving. But just in the past month or so, we've seen some significant changes for the better in the economy. For example, quarter three GDP growth, we learned, was 4.9%, uh, yep. which is gigantic. That, that's an astounding figure. Nearly 5% uh, economic growth is astounding. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially after what we've been through with the pandemic. Meantime, inflation is down to 2.6%. That's right. That's significant. And I'll tell you why. Because the Fed's target for inflation right. is 2%. Two. That's, That's right. right. That's where the White House and the Fed wants yeah. to see inflation. I mean, obviously lower than that, but the target rate of, uh, you know, in the process of reducing inflation has been 2%. So we're almost there. And as a consequence of 2.6% inflation, the Fed is going to start reducing interest rates again this year. That's right. That's right. Just in an election year. Yeah. Uh, my, my friends, in an election year in which Joe Biden is on the line and, and democracy is on the line, uh, the interest, the, the inflation that uh, Red Hats have been whining about yeah. is is dissipated 
dissipating and and uh, the the interest rates will be going down uh, the the outlook couldn't be brighter the recession that was predicted for two years didn't happen I, I have a chart in front of me you were just talking about uh, the inflation rate which is what we call uh, it's called the one you cited it's called a headline rate yeah and and it's a kind of a measurement of all housing was actually more expensive uh, it's its inflation rate is like just below six percent it's horrible yeah uh, but that's that's just housing do you know what the, uh, the the inflation rate for core goods is right now I do not what is it it's zero zero how about the inflation that? so while the headline rate is 2.7 and mm -hmm. falling and that is the trend as I look at the chart in front of me uh, I see uh, a chart line even lower than that for core goods that it right now sits at zero so inflation for core goods is zero uh, the headline the overall the average inflation is a 2.7 percent that's way down you just cited the economic growth of five point Excuse me. Four was it four point nine or five point nine percent? Uh, four point nine percent. Four point nine, yeah. nearly five percent. Yeah. And yeah. and I have a side by side chart in front of me, and these are based on uh, Bureau of Economic Analysis, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, another chart in front of me, side by side with that inflation chart that I'm citing, mm -hmm. and it shows uh, income up two point seven percent, and that's adjusted for inflation. Wow. So adjusted for inflation income is at it has risen 2.7% in the just in this year just nice. in, I'm sorry just in 2023 to be yeah. more accurate yeah. so uh this is all of the things that have been targeted by the Red Hats, the inflation, uh, interest rates, uh, those are all coming down. And to add to what you said, Bob, uh, yes, the numbers have turned around. And and we talked about this a little on our last show before the break. Not only have the inflation numbers and the economic numbers turned around in a most positive way, but now we're starting to see signs that real people are seeing it too. We're starting to yep. see a slight turn in that public opinion poll. And this is going into a year in which, as Bob just explained, interest rates will be going down as well. This is a tremendous momentum we have going, and, and people are starting to get the word. The other thing we talked about before the break is that the, the media, as much as we curse them and we're justified in doing so, mm -hmm. e even the media has turned around its reporting on the economy. Now they do things like, the economy is great. Why isn't Biden selling it? You know, it's like, oh, my <laughs> yeah, God, where have God you where it. have you been? Where oh, have you been? But, but the important thing is the, the real numbers have turned around. Public opinion is, is turning around. And yeah. the headlines have turned around. Uh, this looks, from an economic standpoint, going into this uh, election, never mind what the polls have said up to this point, things look real good. Yeah, the timing is so perfect on this, too. Because just as people start to wind their way back into politics this year that's exactly when some of these indicators are going to be uh, making headlines this, is, this yeah. is what people vote on yeah yeah i mean put it this way too and just by way of compare and contrast between joe biden's style and obviously donald trump's style during donald trump's presidency where trump was in our living rooms 24 hours a day constantly screaming about fake accomplishments Things that other presidents did that he took credit for or bullshitting about indicators that weren't really applicable and so on. You know, the endless geyser of bullshit from Donald Trump. And that's what people were accustomed to. 
for four years. That's not Joe Biden's style necessarily. Obviously, there have been many speeches and tweets and things like that. The word has gotten out in some way or another about Joe Biden's successes and all the good things that he's been able to do, especially in divided government. And in spite of that, people are going, well, why, why aren't we hearing about all these successes? Well, guess what? The Joe Biden campaign is going to really kick into high gear in oh, yeah. the, the coming weeks here, the coming months. They're just uh, getting started. Yeah. And as soon as people start to both hear about it from the Biden campaign, the Biden re-election campaign, and once they're hearing about it in the news and confirming that, oh, shit, yeah, that's right, the Dow surpassed 37,000 for the first time ever. Exactly. That's some great news. Oh, there was supposed to be a recession, and instead there was a soft landing? This is fucking great. Meantime, there was one other metric I wanted to add here, Buzz, yes. real quick, and this comes from CNN's Andy Kaczynski. The uh, United States is producing more oil than yeah. any country in That's a tough one. history. That's Boy, right. The United States is set to produce a global record of 13.3 million barrels per day of crude and condense it during the fourth quarter of this year, according to a report this, published Tuesday by S&P Global Commodity Insights. Right? Yeah, be, ca be careful when handling this knife, however, because, yeah. although, because although it's what you do want to tell red hats who say, uh, well, and, and uh, you, you've got Trump saying drill, 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 and, and red hats going, yeah, 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 drill. Well, it's already been done. Uh, Joe Biden already yeah. did that, and yeah. that's your argument to them. Right. Uh, I wouldn't mention it much to younger voters. No, who, and I'm not who, really thrilled about the who, idea of more and, and oil, I'm, obviously. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not thrilled about it either yeah. because we're trying to get away from that. But they cannot make that argument. That's the point. Right, right. They cannot make that argument. Now, also, nobody more than Joe Biden will do things to help the environment going forward but we have to win to go forward to do that. Right. If, I don't think you'll mind if I just grab this this paragraph from uh, the New York Times article that featured those charts. The economy was projected to lose 10,400 jobs a month in 2023. Instead, uh -huh. it gained an, av gained an average of 232,000 a month as, as wow. compared to a 10,000 loss. The unemployment rate, which started 23 at a five-decade low, was projected to rise to nearly 5% by the end of this year. By God, I had to mm -hmm. my God. Instead, it ticked up only trivially to 3.7%. More than 80% of economists predicted that 23 would end in a recession. Instead, the economy is likely to have expanded by a remarkable 3%. We're looking at wow. and now. We, we, yeah. And on top of that, as Bob mentioned, the stock market boomed in 23. The S&P 500 index rose to near record highs, powered primarily by the technology stocks known on Wall Street as the Magnificent Seven, namely Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, uh, Meta, Microsoft, Tesla, that bunch. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I thought that was significant. That's that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of good things happening. Yeah, and then add on top of that, and this isn't necessarily economy-related, but right. this was one of the big news items during the break, that Joe Biden has pardoned thousands of people who were convicted of use and simple possession of marijuana on federal right. lands and in the District of Columbia. A bong. Uh, that's a big fucking deal, too. I mean, it's about time they just went ahead at the federal level and legalized all of this, but that's going to take can, an act of Congress, I think. You, you, exactly. You can only do so much as yeah. president. Joe Biden is doing what he can. I mean, these are thousands of lives that will be changed forever in a positive way because Joe Biden has said enough already this is fucking stupid right. <laughs> so i'm so glad and again just to be clear about all this it has to do with any convictions that occurred on federal land and in washington dc
Uh, but that's still we're talking about thousands and thousands of Americans who uh, will benefit from this and not having this weighing on them anymore, not uh, filling up our prisons with this absolute ridiculousness. And so uh, that is obviously a, a huge accomplishment for Joe Biden. It, it Very is. Well there, there, there's one other thing we'd like to cite here, I think, in addition yeah. to the good economic news, and that is uh, the FBI data that now shows violent crime is down, mm-hmm. Uh that it, it appears to be falling. It's fallen back to what it was before the pandemic. Yeah. And it seems to be falling even beyond that point. Uh, a homicide, violent, violent crime is down. Property crime is down in a significant amount. Six and seven percent. These these crimes are, are down. And uh, that's been the other red hat argument. Uh, aside from whining about the economy uh, and, and inflation. Uh, and interest rates, they've been, you know, saying that the cities are on fire with violence. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. D.C., Bob, as you know, certainly has its problems. It has a record high murder rate right now, but it's the exception. The greatest number of crimes statistically mm-hmm. occur in red hat states yep. in red states. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think mean, this is an argument I've been making for a long time now where. Obviously, we hear this uh, dog whistle from Republicans about Chicago when they talk about the, uh, oh, yeah. The, yeah. the gun death rate in Chicago, for example. That's all about saying, hey, look at those black people shooting each other. You know, I think that's it, but I think uh, they include uh, Hispanics, Latinos, uh, and the Muslims in that, too. I think it's people of color in in general, uh, primarily blacks, of course, but uh, that's a handy little sack to throw all, uh, all, uh, you know, people into. Uh, who seem to be of a different color and and perhaps from a different country. Yeah, there are, I don't know, something like 23 other cities, major cities in the United States that have a worse crime rate than Chicago. So don't be drawn into that line of bullshit. Yeah, it's easy to find. Yeah, Violent crime is down in in the top 30 cities. Yeah, yeah. Um, 30 of the top cities, I should say. Meantime, related to inflation, here's uh, some evidence presented by former ABC News journalist Jennifer Schultz on how the media, the news media, is failing to do its job reporting on the economy. I found this chart absolutely fascinating. Uh, Using a search of uh, Nexus Uni, which I think used to be LexisNexis, I think that was the name of that, that platform. Yeah. According to these search results, uh, basically, she pumped in uh, four different words here. Inflation, recession, unemployment, and recovery. And how many headlines were written about those four things? Well, it won't shock you to learn that since January 20th, 2021, Inauguration Day, there have been 10,000-plus news articles about inflation, about 2,300 news articles about recession, Only 823 articles about unemployment and jobs, which have been doing extraordinarily well. And the articles about recovery, only 1,200 articles about the economic recovery. That's a gigantic disparity. 10,000 plus inflation. I mean, she stopped counting at 10,000. We just all need to remember that the object of the game is to sell clicks yeah yeah us to sell newspapers tv shows clicks whatever it is the media is pushing uh they they want you to they want you to buy into it that's that's how they they, and they they know that conflict does that by creating uh you know staging conflicts uh, creating good guys and bad guys yeah yeah well there's more (laughs) 
She also measured the number of times these search terms uh, came up in articles uh, since October 1st, 2023. So since the real robust portion of the economic recovery has occurred, there have been 720 articles about inflation and only 18 articles about the economic recovery. Only 68 articles about unemployment. This explains everything that we've been complaining about uh, for months now with this disparity between what the economy is actually doing and how people are perceiving the economy. And then you roll into the mix the fact that the press continues to cover how people are thinking about the economy, how people oh, right. are reacting but, to the economy, and, rather than what's and, actually happening with the economy. That's what they've been doing. Now they've yeah. moved on. Now they've moved on to uh, the Fourteenth Amendment. That they're doing. They've shifted. The media has <sighs> shifted its attention. So now it's it's all about uh, playing up that conflict. They've they've stopped pretty much, except for these. And I just read you a couple of New York Times articles. Yeah. Uh, the, they, it's down to that. I mean, there's very very little of that now, and and they've mostly moved on to uh, both sides in the 14th Amendment instead of both sides in the economy uh, because that failed and that there's no longer conflict in that. Yeah, there. Uh, the news media is really pushing the obvious, uh, God, I want to... I want to call it misinformation. (laughs) I want to say that the way the news media is framing this issue over the 14th Amendment and Trump being removed from ballots is amounting to misinformation because the message that we're getting from especially cable news is that, oh, these are Democrats. These are rogue Democrats attacking the Republicans and stripping Donald Trump from the ballot. And that couldn't be further from the truth. The the Colorado suit was brought by, I think it's something like six Republicans and two Democrats. Exactly right. Not Democrats at all. And this, in addition to the decision that was made at the end, there was also a trial where Donald Trump had defense lawyers arguing why he should be kept on the ballot. There was an entire thing where this decision was made by the Colorado Supreme Court based on arguments in a court of law. So in other words, in Colorado, Donald Trump was determined to have committed insurrection in a court proceeding. So when you hear someone say, oh, well, you know what? I mean, we can't do this because Donald Trump was never convicted of insurrection. Well, first of all, the 14th Amendment doesn't require a conviction. Correct. But short of that, we have a court ruling, a trial that has indicated after hearing all the evidence as to why Donald Trump committed insurrection, proving without a doubt that Donald Trump did in fact commit insurrection. So this is no brainer as far as I'm concerned. The fourteen three doesn't require the any act of Congress unless Congress wishes to uh, make an exception for an individual yeah. who's who's been an insurrectionist. Uh, but uh, and, and the courts are never even mentioned in fourteen three. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if you stop and think about it, uh, under the separation of powers in in our Constitution, uh, the Supreme Court has no jurisdiction over state elections. Right. The Supreme Court has no power to rule. And yet that's where this is going to be decided. Hey, guess what? The Constitution actually applies to things. You know, we got to. Right. Constitution is not. It's not an optional thing. And and, oh, my God. And the media framing this as an obscure civil war amendment, you know, uh, an arcane, arcane civil war. 
oh, stop with that. Yeah. It's it's just as valid as every other damn word in the Constitution. And, and the funny thing about this is getting Donald Trump removed from ballots, as far as I'm concerned, isn't even the best case scenario in all of this. I know, I know. But, but, but at what point do we stop paying attention? As I posted online, uh, the Constitution makes it clear that if you're 24 years old, you cannot serve as president of the United States. Yeah. There's, it, it says nothing about, oh, it has to go to the Supreme Court. No, no, it just is. That It's just the rule. You can't, you can't run if you're a 24-year-old, and you can't run if you're an insurrectionist. It's just that simple. You know, I, I mentioned this on Kimberly's show this week. I actually uh, got my warm-up in for oh returning to the show you by being on Kimberly's rest, show yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I talked about this because we obviously we got into the whole thing about Trump right. being removed from ballots and so forth, the 14th right. Amendment. Arnold Schwarzenegger should decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to run for president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, he's not eligible to be on any ballots because he's not a naturalized citizen. He's he's disqualified from ever being right. president. But, you know, he might as well just run because well, I guess the, I guess uh, we let, need a court let, ruling determined. Let let the people decide. Yeah. And, yeah. and on that subject, because that's what the Republicans are saying now, uh, let the people decide. I want to alert uh, our friends that there are some Democrats saying that, too. Uh, that's and, yeah, uh, yeah. Pardon, pardon my New Year's language, but fuck them. <laughs> Talking uh, about David Axelrod, right? Uh, well, oh no, elected officials, uh, uh, elected officials from Maine. Oh yeah, Jared Golden said that. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, Angus King, who, who claims oh, to be an independent, damn it. Uh, both of them are saying, hey, you know what? Let the people decide. That's the democratic thing to do. We are we are a constitutional republic, as many Republicans like to remind us, <laughs> and the Constitution uh, says that no go. You can't run if you're an insurrectionist. Court's already ruled he's an insurrectionist. Every single one of us knows he's an insurrectionist. Uh, the Constitution doesn't require any court action at all, doesn't require any congressional action unless they want to vote to make an exception for Trump, and you know that's not going to succeed. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at what point do we just, what other parts of the Constitution shall we ignore if we get past this? I agree, and I know the court is going to try to weasel some way out of it. I've been looking at the legal questions involved in in this and uh, I don't what the the court's three options are for getting around this and I don't see any one of them working I I don't know how this can how the Supreme Court can possibly rule uh, on this case you know who had a great argument about all this uh, is Mehdi Hassan Mehdi Hassan said yeah. that uh, you know what maybe uh, Barack Obama should just run again <laughs> I mean if we're not disqualifying right. people anymore right. for right. obvious things that are in the Constitution then w why not why not have Barack Obama step in you know Joe Biden could uh, work out some sort of deal with Obama and uh, suddenly they're back in the White House and you know that, I, it, this is obvious to anyone paying attention that uh, the 14th Amendment applies here and what's the point of even having it if we're going to like shy away from applying the Constitution when the cable news optics are janky. That doesn't make right. any sense to me. But, uh, yeah, there's so many different dynamics to this, and none of which we're going to get to in this segment. We're going to talk about this more coming up here oh, okay. uh, after right. a short break because, uh, yeah, I've got lots to say about this. Obviously, there's something that happened uh, today with the Colorado Supreme Court. We want to talk about that coming up here in a second. Also, uh, Trump is doxing people, and so what, what happened in Colorado, which we're going to talk about here, there was a shooting inside the Colorado Supreme Court. We're going to get to right. that. And uh, Trump has also been doxing Maine's Secretary of State. Uh, many more dynamics to this issue and how this is going to play out, setting up 
what is already turning out to be an absolute bonkers year. 2024, hang on tight. 2024 yeah. is going to be fucking nuts. And uh, we'll be with you every step of the way, though, doing yes, our best will. to uh, not go crazy either. But that and a whole lot more still to come on today's show. Back after these words. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Has a brand new single from Freak Bass. Yeah, this one's called Shut the Club Down. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And you know what I love is the fact that uh, Freak Bass is getting all kinds of well-deserved recognition all over yeah. uh, social media, especially TikTok. He uh, has uh, been uh, presented with all kinds of honors from TikTok. I think he performed at the uh, TikTok Live uh, event that they had, uh, years, you yeah. know, yeah, he's getting all kinds of accolades over on TikTok, which is so great to see because when you have recording artists like Freak Bass who deserve to be household names, it's so gratifying to know that uh, he's actually getting that kind of recognition. And now, nobody, 
Nobody can shut the club down like he can. And (laughs) I'm looking forward to meeting him. I understand he's going to be in my area uh, later this week. And so I hope to uh, to catch his show and meet him in person. Oh, are you going to go? Are you going to go to a show? I want to try. Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You got to get a picture. Got to get a picture with Freak. Oh, Uh, that would be great. And make sure to follow him on TikTok, where he is now the most popular thing ever in the history of TikTok. (laughs) I I don't know if that's actually the case, but I'm just going to pretend that it is because he's getting a lot of recognition over there. Anyway. Um, so yeah, there's that plus, oh, I got to mention this too. Uh, before the break, you might recall, we talked to John Billingsley from Star Trek Enterprise, right. played Dr. Phlox and his wife, Bonnie Friderisi. And they were on the show to promote the Hollywood Food Coalition's Trek Talks telethon. And that is coming up on January 13th. And so after we were done talking, I was like, you know what? I really want to promote this thing because I think the Hollywood Food Coalition, hofoco.org, link in the description, they've been doing such incredible work getting food to people who are food insecure and homeless and so forth and doing it just the right way. So we want to support them and make sure we all uh, participate, listen to Trek Talks happening on January 13th. If you're a Star Trek fan, all the big names in Star Trek are going to be there participating in all that. And so um, after we were done talking on the uh, Wednesday interview show with uh, John and Bonnie, right. I asked if I could get a promo so I could promote the Trek Talks event. And so John Billingsley, Dr. Flox, once again uh, from Enterprise, right. made this promo for us. So let's listen to uh, John Billingsley here promoting the Trek Talks telethon. Trek Talks is coming your way. To benefit the Hollywood Food Coalition. It's on January 13th and celebrities galore will be on hand. Will John wear pants? That's the operative question. Probably not. Come and watch co-host Bonnie Gordon. She's not here right now, but I can imitate her. Oh, John, you cannot. Yes, I can. All right. (laughs) I love that. He is definitely one of us. That is for sure. And as soon as I heard the thing about not wearing pants, I was like, yeah, uh, Buzz is going to love that one. Strange, strange in a good way. I have always loved this guy. I I loved his character, of course, but I like his waves. Even speaking in a normal voice, he has a very uh, precise, distinct way of speaking. Yes, yeah. Every consonant is there. Uh, he, he speaks very, very clearly, and uh, that's kind of a rare thing this day, these days. And I know that as well as anyone. Uh, but uh, he was always just the, the voice to me was uh, delightful to the ear. Yeah, and in fact, I said to him on the show, I said, you know, you've got this manner of acting that makes you seem as though you're an authority on many different things. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And Bonnie jumped in. Oh, yeah, he's really good at being a know-it-all. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not necessarily what I was saying, but if you put it that way, I guess that's that's kind of the thing. But yeah, get, yeah, he's really us, good, yeah, playing those yeah. knowledgeable people, you know. Yeah, those of us uh, blessed or cursed with authoritative voices uh, <laughs> know what that's like. Yeah, yeah know that's what right. That's like. So anyway, uh, make sure to support Trek Talks, trektalks.net, and also hofoco.org. Those are the two websites you need to remember, h-o-f-o-c-o.org. Okay, getting back into things here, uh, election 2024, I don't know, do we start using this music again? I guess we could. (laughs) 305 days. Yeah, this, years ago, this used to make people panic when I would 
play this music before talking about the election. And, and and things have only gotten worse. So I'm imagining everyone turning off their podcast yeah. player right about now. You know, when you mentioned before the break that uh, <laughs> you, you mentioned that, uh, that Biden was, we, we talked about the fact he was just getting started. Really just, yeah. you know, and there really would have been no sense. For those of you who think, oh, he should have been working on this before. Uh, no, I disagree. I don't think there was much winning uh, he could have done in 2023. Yeah. But the tide has turned, I believe, and in 2024, uh, it, it's it, it would have been too soon to start that. You don't want to shoot all your money at once. I'll yeah. try to put that delicately. <laughs> you don't want to... You don't want to. I know where you were going with that. Yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah. shoot all your money at once. Uh, <laughs> you want to spend it more wisely, more effectively, no. and I think uh, waiting till after the first of the year, uh, and also kind of feeling out the country. Boy, there's a lot of sexual imagery going on. Here. <laughs> uh, f- feeling out the country, you know, for the right moment, and I think mm-hmm. uh, the moment is arriving, and uh, we're now, like I said, three hundred and some days away from from the election. It's it's. It's close. It's going to come up on us very quickly. Election season lasts too long anyway, so in some senses it is early. But but now that it's 2024, it's time to start. When the election starts to feel like a turtle humping a crock. Uh... Well, that's every election. I mean, I guess since we're doing the sexual innuendo here, I thought I'd yes. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, related to all of this and going back to the 14th Amendment and how that will affect this election. This uh, this argument drives me crazy. Yeah, well, Trump is appealing the Colorado decision on the 14th. Uh, Good luck. That's the the main thing. But I wanted to correct ABC News in in this portion of their Mm write-up about this particular aspect of all of this. Trump has railed against Colorado and Maine decisions, including calling the first state's ruling a sham and a sign the country was turning into a banana republic before claiming, without evidence, that national Democrats are behind the rulings. It's right. not without evidence. In fact, there's evidence to the contrary. As Bob mentioned earlier, six Republicans are behind the Colorado case. Bingo! Thank you. Next case. That's exactly right. That's what ABC News should have reported in this article. I know. I was like, well, he's, you know, I get it that they're saying, well, he said this without evidence, and so therefore he's lying. But there's another dimension to this that needs to be clear in this particular context. He's claiming that the National Democrats are behind the rulings. What you say at that point is you say, no, National Democrats are not behind the rulings. There are Republicans who are behind the ruling. Democrats have nothing to do with any of this. Right. So please cut the crap with this nonsense uh, and make sure that people are getting the actual information, not the information you want people to get. You know what I mean? Meantime, uh, as we said before the break, uh, the Colorado Supreme Court, uh, there was a, sh- a shooting there. What's the latest on Well, uh, I can that? find no further developments. Just before okay. we began recording the show today, I got an update from CNN saying that a man has been arrested yeah. after shots were fired in the Supreme Court building uh in 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 Colorado um as it turns out uh, there are no details police said they didn't think it was related uh but there have been no further details so i don't think we can say one way or another whether this was a case of mental illness or or something that was politically driven certainly in this environment it's not 
out of line, particularly to suspect, especially the, after the terrorist act in uh, the domestic terrorism act in Rochester uh, on New Year's, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, it's we've come to expect this sort of thing. We come, we've come to expect uh, domestic terrorism as the cause. We'll find out. We don't know the details yet, uh, uh, which is unfortunate because it's been an hour or so since the news broke. Yeah, uh, but uh, there has, at the very least, we know shots were fired inside the Supreme Court building in Colorado. And if that doesn't speak to the rulings of the court, it certainly speaks to our continuing gun violence problem. Well, and it wouldn't surprise me if this was related to the decision that was made on the 14th Amendment because the Colorado Supreme Court has also been hit with death threats from Red Hats. Yeah, plenty, yeah. I mean, here are a few of them that they received. There was one that said, this ends when we kill these fuckers. A user wrote that on a pro-Trump forum that was used by several January 6th rioters. Uh, Also, what do you call seven justices from the Colorado Supreme Court at the bottom of the ocean? And another user said, a good start. (laughs) Boo. Fuzzy bear in a red hat. Yeah, waka, waka, waka. Uh, Posts whose images and links were included in the report noted a variety of methods that could be used to kill those perceived as Trump's enemies. Hollow point bullets, rifles, rope, bombs. Quote, kill judges, behead judges, roundhouse kick a judge to the, into the concrete, read a post on a fringe website, slam dunk a judge's baby into the trash can. Quality people, aren't they? They uh, seem nice. They're your neighbors, you know. They're driving. When you're on the road, they're driving the other cars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I've been thinking in those terms. That is absolutely terrifying. They raise children. And then, so, none of this is any surprise. These are the kinds of people who are circulating this kind of uh, violent rhetoric, and Trump is actually encouraging them, too, because, in addition to everything else, Trump doxed Maine's Secretary of State. He posted on Troth Central. Troth, Truth Central. He posted the, I don't know, About page for, I mean, this is not like a full-on doxing where he went in and did an investigation and posted social security numbers and things like that. He just posted Maine's Department of Secretary of State, the bio of this person. Well, there you go. I mean, it would be easy enough to, it wouldn't take a lot of research to find her from there. Exactly right. So it was sort of what Donald Trump likes to do. He likes to say, well, I was just telling people what this Secretary of State is all about. So that's all. I wasn't doxing anybody. It's, it's, uh, I would call this uh, performative doxing. (laughs) <laughs> where he wants someone to do to yeah, take this or, information and run with it, but he's not outright saying it. Well, then he's not going to do the work, but but he has provided clues for other people, and it is performative from the standpoint of uh, look what I'll do, look how brave I am. Yeah, you know, it's that it's that sort of uh, schoolyard bravado. Well, meantime, the Supreme Court has rejected special counsel Jack Smith's request to immediately decide whether Trump is immune from prosecution for uh, his bid to overturn the 2020 election loss. The decision raises the possibility that Trump's federal 2020 election trial will be delayed beyond its scheduled March 4 trial date. That's the day before Super Tuesday. A federal appeals court, meantime, is simultaneously considering the issue. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and it's on the fast track. It's uh, it's yeah. on the rock. It's on the rocket docket. I think 
within the week or so, the appeals court, unlike uh, the previous rulings from the appeals court, uh, this actually could could happen within the next two weeks, inside of the next two weeks. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the reasons I think the, the Supreme Court, first of all, saw a chance to dodge the uh, dodge a bullet there uh-huh. and, and let the, the appellate court uh, deal it and sort it out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also it was a chance to let the appellate court work, especially since this item is already on the rocket docket. So don't despair too much. The key word in in that news update is immediately. Uh, they, the court will not rule immediately on his eligibility, uh, but that could change. Uh, yeah. You know, define immediately. I, they're going to wait for the appeals court, which, as I said, will rule very, very soon now. I feel as though removing Donald Trump from the ballot, though, may not be the best case scenario. Even oh, though, I I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree yeah. with that. The best case scenario, as far as I'm concerned is a non-Trump Republican like Nikki Haley or Chris Christie or someone else. I hope it's not Vivek because everyone hates Vivek. It's not going to be him. Nobody likes him. Let's just say for the sake of argument that it's Nikki Haley. What if Nikki Haley starts winning a bunch of primaries? Mm -hmm. That will prompt Donald Trump to go to war against the Republicans for rigging the primaries uh, against him. And oh, as a con- I know where you're going. Yeah. I, see, I see where it's coming. As a consequence of that, Donald Trump decides to run independently or form his own party because he needs to be president. This is not a matter of, oh, I want to be president because wouldn't that be great if I were president? Mm-hmm. Donald Trump needs to be president and keep, keep his ass out of jail. That's what he's hoping for. This is a stopgap measure for Trump. The reason he is running for president is it is an insurance policy when it comes to all of these criminal trials. At least that's what it is in his mind, knowing that, or like the rest of us do, that a pardon won't apply to the local charges, New York City, Fulton County. Another way this could go, I think, is uh, Trump's uh, a cascade of criminal convictions, I think. Uh, might uh, help Nikki Haley become the Republican nominee, right? Uh, and uh, that you know, I don't, I don't know where Biden would stand against her, but I think pretty well, especially as we just said, the way the economy's going, uh, the way crime is down. Uh, these are all these are the things people vote on: is uh, the economy and crime. If, yeah. if Biden's got that wrapped up and he's up against uh, this Nikki Haley person, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think she stands much of a chance. Well, the key here, though, if Nikki. Haley or someone else is going to be the Republican nominee. It needs to be in the context of splitting the Republican Party. It needs to be in the context of Donald Trump getting pissed off that the Republicans might nominate someone else and then then running independently, splitting the Republican vote. Yeah. Well, it'll it'll split whether he runs independently or not. But yeah, Yeah. I I do see a split coming now that you mention it. Yeah. So to me, that's the best case scenario. You know, because right. if it's just Donald Trump being removed from ballots and the Republicans deciding, OK, well, let's put up Nikki Haley and Donald Trump doesn't go to war against the Republicans, then that's a little bit more of a dicey proposition. If it's just a straight up uh, general election between Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, that could be a little bit more difficult to climb uh, to overcome than Donald Trump splitting the party, dividing its voters, therefore making sure that no Republican will get elected in 2024. There, there are probably better paths than the one that I find myself stuck on. Yeah. I cannot reconcile getting past. I can't. 
at how do we just stop paying attention to 14.3? How do we stop paying attention yeah. to that part of the Constitution? Uh, I'm looking at, uh, from, again, from, uh, again, from the New York Times, this is a very brief uh, rundown of uh, the three simple choices legal experts think the Supreme Court has here. How are they going to, what are they going to be their justifications for keeping Trump on the ballot if that's mm -hmm. what they decide to do? Uh, one, they could rule congressional action is needed before courts can intervene. Well, no, that's not in the Constitution, yeah. so no. Uh, two, uh, that the constitutional provision does not apply to the presidency. Well, that's bullshit. You know it applies to, to anybody who takes an oath yeah. uh, to, to uphold the Constitution. Or, or that Mr. Trump's statements were protected by the First Amendment. No, you can't yell fire in a theater. So, no, and, and there is such a crime as inciting a riot. Uh, so none of these, these are the, th these are the three justification choices available to the Supreme Court in ruling that Trump could stay on the ballot. How do we accept any of those? I think there's a possibility that they rule in favor of Donald Trump being removed from the ballot. I, I think that. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I think they will, too. I just don't think they can justify it in my mind. Yeah. But I think the conservative bet, the small C conservative bet, is that they will come up with some cockamamie way to not rock the apple cart, <laughs> rock the boat, you know, turn over the apple cart, yeah, whatever. I'm mixing small, my metaphors, but you know what I mean. Small, small C cockamamie. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, which might be the title of today's show. Um, and so, yeah, it's well within the bounds of uh, of possibility that uh, John Roberts will go, hey, you know what? I'm not going to put my fucking ass on the line right. <laughs> with this I decision. Mean We're going to say... Okay, yeah, he should be on the ballot because, you know, all the different justifications that we've talked about already for why that decision would be made. You know, but this business of let the people decide. Well, what else are we going to let them decide? I mean, at what yeah. point do we just stop paying attention to the Constitution? I'm going to have a hard time getting past this. I yeah, really yeah, am. Yeah, I mean, because that's just the thing. When I see these arguments like David Axelrod or Angus King or any of these others, uh, who were right. we talking about before? Uh, Jared uh, Golden and so forth. Yes, yeah, thank you. they didn't write the Constitution to be optional. This is not something no. where we can decide, well, you know what, we should ignore that particular amendment or that particular thing because the optics suck. That's not the idea here. And I think it's very clear what's, what's gone on, and, and obviously we've gone over this and over this. There are many, many justifications, myriad justifications for Donald Trump being removed from the ballot, including the fact that it was adjudicated in a court of law. And it right. will continue to be in these criminal cases as well. So they have to bear that in mind. The fact that the Supreme Court yeah. decides, oh, yeah, he can stay on the ballot. And then suddenly the next day, Donald Trump is convicted of insurrection. <laughs> he's convicted in Fulton County or he's convicted by the uh, by the Judge Chutkin case in D.C. You know, either one of those situations. What, what I'm what I'm pretty sure the Supreme Court is not going to do. Yeah. But I think they're going to going to, you know, avoid completely is uh, granting him a presidential immunity. Right. Uh, they're going to kick out the presidential immunity argument. I'm, I'm certain. I am absolutely certain about that, too. Uh, yeah. That's, otherwise, a good, that's a good call. Uh, otherwise, Biden uh, would then have the authority to shut down the Supreme Court. Yeah. You know? I mean, Joe because, Biden would have the authority to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Uh, right. Because <laughs> laws don't apply to presidents. So let's go right. nuts. Right. So, uh, you know what? Let's take a, a one last break here. And when we come back, I want to talk about Donald Trump's word cloud that he posted. <laughs> Plus, uh, oh, bad news for both Rudy Giuliani and Elon wah, Musk. Wah. Yeah, what, what? Yeah. 
Got to do a little bit of that to wrap up the oh, first please, show of yes. uh, 2024. And uh, and plus the Shadow Docket coming up on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. Short break, back after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. new to the show this is a a band called uh what is it powder pink and sweet wow that's the name of this uh this band this project yeah led by chris verso incredible vocalist uh what they call this kind of music is uh they call it dream pop yeah i'm gonna shoegaze yeah i'm i'm gonna need a beanbag chair and headphones please (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, this is an incredible album and a, an amazing single. It's called Blue Sunshine, uh, Powder Pink and Sweet. Strongly recommend this if you're yeah. really into uh, dream pop, for example. This is a, this is a band that you want to uh, check out. And also thanks to listener Liz Mitchell, uh, who suggested that uh, Chris Verso and Powder Pink and Sweet submit this music oh, to nice. the show. Thank so you. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners who... Encourage their uh, recording artist friends and acquaintances to submit to the show. Because, really, man, I'm really, so glad that happened. Because this is a great, great band. Great I album. Really, I really liked that, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be hearing more, definitely more, from Powder Pink and Sweet in uh, future episodes of the show. Okay, getting back into things here. Uh, Donald Trump endorsed a uh, voter survey. <laughs> That's a very kind way and a very official way of putting it. It's basically like a bullshit online poll. And uh, this described his potential second-term political goals as dictatorship, revenge, and power. Earlier this month, of course, Trump refused to rule out uh, abusing power if he gets reelected somehow, saying he would not be a dictator if elected in 2024, other than on day one. 
Trump also uh, praised authoritarian leaders, including President Xi, Vladimir Putin, of course, uh, Erdogan from Turkey, and Kim Jong-un, his besties. And so, uh, yeah, Donald Trump is fully embracing, as are his supporters, the idea of dictatorship, revenge, and power. Yeah, we keep reading and read again today that uh, the the more criminal stuff he faces, uh, the more the more charges he faces, the 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 more his popularity among Republican voters. It's yeah. astounding. It's astounding that they've gone that far <clears throat> off the edge. Yeah, it really is. Although not surprising at all. Because, you know, this is where they were headed. He's got to be more and more extreme to keep these uh, people juiced up. You know what I mean? He's got to keep feeding them the drugs, keep feeding them the drug of uh, the MAGA agenda. And and in stronger doses each time. (laughs) Exactly right. Yeah, it really does start out. It starts out with low dose. I mean, it begins with dog whistles and sneaking it in. And uh, now we've seen it come out of the closet, uh, come out of its Nazi closet. And in this case... He shared this word cloud of the results, and he was so proud. I mean, that's what the point of this particular post on Troth Central was, to sort of, uh, I don't know, bask in the glory of being referred to as a uh, dictator, as a dictator-in-waiting or whatever it is. More like word smoke or word word pollution, something like that. But uh, he's not running away from the idea of being a dictator. Oh, heavens no, no. No. He's kind of tickled at it. So uh, a couple more things here before we wrap up the show. Rudy Giuliani filed Chapter 11 after being ordered to immediately pay the $148 million he owes for defaming uh, Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman. Yeah, and thank God for that. You know, um, this is another indicator that everyone who gets close to Donald Trump at one point or another, sooner are, or later, yeah, they're going to be thrown under the bus. They're going to be destroyed. They're going to be financially destroyed. Their reputation, what whatever remains of their reputation, is going to be destroyed because they were dumb enough to uh, kind of latch themselves to Donald Trump's wagon. And so this is another instance of that. When are they going to learn? When are they going to learn that getting close to Donald Trump is going to be a disaster for them? And Rudy still hasn't learned. Uh, Sidney Powell still hasn't learned. Uh, There are a couple of people who are uh, among that crowd who are, uh, you know, on the Flins, don't even get me started. Mm. There are people who are such believers in this uh, that even even in Rudy's case, even in dire poverty, uh, he still believes. He still believes in Trump. Yeah, and you can also throw into the mix uh, Mike Pillow. I mean, all right, these guys right, are getting right. financially destroyed because of their association with Donald Trump. So on one hand, it's Good. like, yeah, please keep going. If you want to destroy yourself, destroy yourself. But uh, on a level of logic, you got to wonder... What the fuck is wrong with these people that they continue to do it, knowing what's going to happen to them? It St- is sticking to that, even as they circle the drain. Yeah, it is inevitable that this is going to happen. If you are close to Donald Trump, you will eventually be ruined. He will either throw you under the bus, or you're going to get arrested separately, and you're going to have uh, all no kinds help. of financial hardship. You know, right. Chapter Eleven bankruptcies and so forth as a consequence of being Donald Trump's lapdog. Good luck with all that. You you did it for him, and you get no help from him. Yeah, and I guess, you know what? Uh, We should also mention the Nikki Haley Civil War thing here, uh, which (laughs) has been thoroughly discussed on social media. I don't know. You know, I saw political, and I'd share with you, I saw the best political cartoon of the year came to me, I think, on New Year's Eve. A friend sent it to me, and it's in color, and it's a drawing of Nikki Haley with her arms outstretched, Mm -hmm. and she's wearing a T-shirt that is the Confederate flag. (laughs) And she's saying, what? 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. She she doesn't know. No, or she doesn't. Or, or she does, or she doesn't know what's wrong with it. Yeah. She is a gigantic coward on top of being a racist lost causer. And what I mean by that is she's desperately wanting to uh, uh, pay lip service to the idea that slavery was the cause of the Civil War, which it was. Right. While also at the same time trying to assuage the concerns of the white racists in South oh, Carolina about, in particular. It's about, our, it's about our freedoms. It's about our freedoms, Bob. Yeah. That's what she was claiming, yeah. Well, in case you were tuned out during the Christmas break, here was here's what she said. Some guy asked her during a town hall uh, what the cause of the Civil War was, yes. and this was her answer. I think it always comes down to the role of government uh-huh. and what oh, the sure. rights of the people are. And we, slaves. Right. And we will always stand by the fact that I think the government was intended to secure the rights and freedoms of the people. To have slaves. Yeah, that's a completely non-answer. It was never meant to be all things to all people. Government doesn't need to tell you how to live your life. They don't need to tell you what you can and can't do. Like they don't need slaves. to be a part of your life. They need to make sure that you have freedom. To have uh, slaves. Right. Her initial answer was basically the lost cause states' rights excuse. Right, right, right. This is she's talking about not freedom for enslaved people. She's talking about freedom for the southern freedom landowners. Yeah. Freedom to have slave people. Yes. Exactly yeah. right. The Civil War was entirely about the South and wealthy landowners in the South in particular wanting to maintain the institution of slavery as the cornerstone of its economy. After all, if labor is free, profits are gigantic. Sure. And so that's why the South was refusing since the founding of the nation. That's why the South was refusing to give up uh, slavery as the cornerstone of its economy. Because, of course, if you've got an, if you've got free hiding. labor, you're going to want to maintain that. And hiding, hiding under the, the guise that states should decide for themselves, that states' yeah. rights, states have the right to, to govern themselves. Well, that's the same argument they're using for abortion now, but yeah. you you see, you know, you see what what the, it was really just a, a facade. This yeah. thing, this business of states' rights. It was the states' rights do have slaves. Yeah, and, and there's a couple more dynamics to this that are interesting to me. Uh, first of all, I don't think this is going to hurt Nikki Haley with Republican voters <laughs> because they they that. hear the language, they hear the dog whistle, they know what right. she's getting at. Sure. She's saying it's states' rights, and she's going, "Well, you know what? I really meant, you know, it is absolutely about slavery, but there's all but, of these other yeah. things." Yeah. And they're hearing the all the other things part of that argument, right? They're like, oh, she just has to pay lip service to the wokers uh, with the slavery thing. Exactly. Um, The other thing is, I wonder if Nikki Haley is thinking to herself, you know what? Why is this even a scandal? Donald Trump says a thousand things like this every fucking day, and it doesn't matter. I say one thing like this, and suddenly it's a gigantic scandal. Why is that? She's seeing, I think, right now, One of the many consequences of Trumpism, something that we've been talking about on this show for some time now, and that is that Donald Trump's flooding of the zone Mm. has presented an advantage for him because the news media is incapable of latching on to any one of those things. There are so many Donald Trump scandals that so many of them recede into the background. And we don't talk about them. And they don't they certainly don't affect his poll numbers because his his poll numbers go up every time he says something janky or awful. News coverage of that is capsulized. Yeah, now. they'll do they'll do like one story, like here here's a roundup of what is or isn't happening, and <laughs> yeah. then that's it. Yeah, exactly. And so Nikki Haley has to be going. 
what the hell? There is no justice here. You know, yeah. I, I'm getting raked over the coals for this one thing. <laughs> and yeah, welcome to the club, yeah. Nikki Haley. Yeah. I only defended the enslavement of black people. I don't understand what I did wrong. <laughs> Um, and finally here, more bad news for Elon Musk. Uh, Axios reported, I think this was just yesterday, in fact, that uh, Fidelity Partners believes that Elon Musk's X, formerly known as Twitter, is worth 71.5% less than at the time of purchase, according to a new disclosure. Good job. This includes a 10.7% cut during November, during which time Musk told boycotting ex-advertisers to go fuck yourself. (laughs) And I wonder if that had anything to do with uh, drops in ad revenue and so forth. I know I, I for one, have been continuing to block every single advertiser that appears in my timeline. If I see that little grayed out word ad in the top right corner of a post, I don't care who it is. You and a lot of people. I'm blocking that. Because you know what? At some point, advertisers are going to realize, oh, you know what? I'm paying money to Elon Musk. To get nothing. Yeah. In order for people to block this account. Which I think one of the reasons why advertisers are making new accounts just for the advertisement. Right. Just so they can get the word out there. And if people end up blocking it, it doesn't matter. The main account continues on and on. What a, what a, what a shame for Elon Musk. Huh? It, it is. And uh, over the break, also, he lost a couple of government grants. Uh, yeah. And, and his mommy complained to President Biden about it. <laughs> Elon's mommy contacted President Biden. Oh, I Biden. didn't know about that. Yeah, really? Yeah, to complain about <laughs> Elon losing the government grants. How pathetic. Yeah, I knew you'd enjoy that. It's true. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You know, be- uh, before we wrap things up, some good news from a Republican in Ohio. It's about time. Uh, this has actually shocked me. Mike DeWine yeah. vetoed HB 68 which was a Republican ban on gender-affirming care for trans kids and a ban on trans girls from youth sports. And so Ohio Governor Mike DeWine vetoed that law. And his statement statement on the veto was incredible. He said, uh, were Ohio to pass HB 68, it would be saying that the state knows better what is medically best for their child than two people who love that child the most, their parents. And I hope that uh, is the portend of uh, further decisions from Republican governors. Not holding my breath, though. Right. Well, he he, he gave that statement with a great deal of of passion. He gave that statement out of compassion. If you read the the whole statement, uh, it was compassionate. Yeah. Doesn't mean Mike DeWine's a good guy. Mike DeWine's still no, pretty awful, but this oh, is I a good, good decision here. Okay, Shadow Docket coming up next, patreon.com slash Show. See you there, folks. Bye-bye.